What is up guys? This is All The Smoke on Strength and Physique with your hosts, Adam and Chris, where we provide you with evidence-based information, community support, and recognition to all who are betting themselves with fitness. Welcome back to another episode of All The Smoke on what to look for in a coach. Today, we're going to be covering some things that me and Adam sort of find very important and what you probably should look for because we're doing it as a coach ourselves. And this is actually something that gets uh, brought up, not brought up, but is something that I think about frequently because I try to go that extra mile for my clients. I try to change things. I try to stay up to date on their lives and how things are doing. And when things need to be adjusted, then things get adjusted. And this is actually something that happened over the weekend. I had a client and they just, they felt bad. They apologized like once or twice throughout the video check-in that they sent me. And I was like, listen, like, this is what I'm here for. Like, if you don't enjoy something, if you're really not liking something, then as a coach, I greatly appreciate you giving me that feedback because that communication is huge. And sometimes you can never get that type of communication from clients. Um, so it's just something I was super thankful for. So I can change the program to make sure it's something that they're enjoying because it's ultimately always about the client. And I guess that's one thing that you can look for in a coach is, is a coach that makes it all about the client because it's never about the coach. Adam, do you have anything that comes to mind? Uh, just, you know, piggybacking on something like that is like, are they educating you throughout the process? And I think that's something Chris and I uh, really weigh heavy on that we're educating our clients and we're making sure that at the end of the day, they can, they're able to do this without us. And something that I say to a lot of my clients is, Hey, I want you to be able to shake my hand, dap me up, whatever it is in three, four, six, a year and say, hey, coach, man, you gave me everything. Like, I think I can do this myself, or I know I can do this myself rather than feeling like they need me, that they rather want to work with me and they just appreciate, you know, our energy that they give us or we give them. Um, and just, the, you know, the, the community aspect that we provide with our, a lot of our clients. And I think that's, you know, a really important thing to look for in a coach. Like, is there a community involved? Um, as uh, Chris said, is it about them, the coach? Like, they take all the credit for your success. I think, again, Chris, what Chris and I do is, right, we, again, provide that education that's going to drive adherence. And more specifically, we give the credit because we're just building the map. You guys are doing a lot of the hard work and we appreciate you communicating. And if that that communication isn't there, that's really hard to have a, a successful relationship or a successful journey of, you know, educating throughout resistance training, training in general um, and nutrition. So, you know, I think, again, education wise, communication wise. Um, Via text, like, are you able to text your coach? Are they delaying your response three, five, six days? Or, you know, so they're trying to get in a re reasonable amount of time. This is actually something I have a question for you, Adam. For your clients, your online clients, do you actually give them your cell phone or do you communicate through email, through everything? Yeah, everybody gets my cell phone number. I tell them, I tell all of my clients, and we actually just updated everything because um, obviously just started my PhD. I said, hey, man, um, be a little bit more flexible with me, please, right? You usually know that I'm, I get back to pretty much everyone relatively quick. Um, and now I just make sure, hey, making sure, you know, the, the expectations are up front with me saying, hey, give me at least 24, 48 hours to respond to everything. But you know that I usually respond everything relatively quickly. Um, but with everything going on, I say, hey, just be a little bit more flexible uh, with, you know, with my response time, specifically with your check-ins. 
because I'm, you never know what uh, emergency meeting is going to happen or whenever I get pulled into another class or things kind of happen on that fly. So just setting those expectations. But again, I'm, I'm very upfront and they have that. But yeah, to answer and, your question is yes, they have. My yeah. Phone. And I think that's extremely important because in the position that we're in where we don't have you obviously have way more online clients than myself. But that's something I was always like holding on to greatly is like I'm an open access uh, way of communicating. Uh, I guess I don't know exactly. There's another word I was looking for, but we'll just go with that. But anyways, like just giving clients my phone number and like letting them know, I don't care when you text me, I'll get back to you as soon as possible. Definitely within 24 hours, 100%. If I don't get back within 24 hours, uh, something like definitely happened. Uh, but just bear with me, uh, because I'm a human, uh, I, I haven't taken a vacation, but it's something I'll communicate with my clients. Like, Hey, like this weekend I'm going out of town. I'm helping a friend move to Tennessee. And this is what I did when I helped you, Adam. And I would just let them know, like, Hey, I'm going to be driving to Tennessee. I don't even know how the signal is going to be. Like if I don't respond within 24 hours, like it's likely that I'm either helping my friend move or I'll just, I'll get back to you Sunday night. Cause I'm going to be home Sunday afternoon. And I think not only having the client communicate, but also having a coach that communicates with you is equally important because I mean, it, it's a two way street. Like Adam was saying, yes, we're going to educate you. And actually to go back on that, I don't think I've ever taken the credit for a client. So like, if you have a coach, that's like just ego so big, that might be someone you want to step away from because like, I I've personally never came across it. Uh, but whenever my clients are like, Oh, like Chris, thank you. Like without you, like, I don't know. I was like, no, it's not me. Like there's hundred other people with masters or PhDs that could tell you the same thing. Like you doing this yourself, like this is all you. So I think that's the biggest thing too, is just communicating both ways. And I sort of just switched off on topics there. No, you, you said it greatly. Well done. Because again, communication takes the guesswork out of everything. And it's got a, like you said, it's a two-way street. Um, and to piggyback on one of your things that you said is right. Education. Like where is your, the coach you're looking for? Like, are they, do they just have an online certification? Do they have a bachelor's? Do they have a master's? Do they have a PhD? Obviously, like that timeline or that that credential, it kind of goes in that that order. PhD, master's, bachelor's. But honestly, don't it's at the end of the day, it's a piece of paper, right? Some people that are, have PhDs, they have no idea sometimes what they're talking about. They're too textbooks, textbook savage. They can't really interpretate or or you know put out the information that is in a, a digestible manner. And I think, again, that's really important. So, hey, can I communicate in a respectable manner that it makes you understand the information? And usually, in my opinion, if you can't dumb it down or make it relatable to an individual, you don't know your stuff. Um, and I think, you know, that's a one of the beautiful things about having this podcast is that we've been educated through a lot and we've been able to stay on top of some of the topics that we're not super familiar with. And they've led us to other, you know, rabbit holes to un understand that. So, yeah, looking at credentials and more importantly, right, if you're looking for someone, you know, that's going to get you on stage, at least in this is in my head, make sure that, you know, they have some type of track record of themselves being through that or, you know, other clientele clients that have also, you know, been through that aspect. Uh, or if, again, if you're looking for a power lifter, powerlifting coach, uh, or you're looking to get into powerlifting and you reach out to a physique coach, again, that doesn't make sense. So know who you're actually um, 
trying to get a hold of or you, you, the specific, I guess, niche of that specific coach. Um, so it, it will make more sense. They will be able to get you and help you towards your specific goal. And just to piggyback off this, this is the biggest driver on what caused me to get a master's because in my head, whoever I go to, especially with my master's now, you better have an education of some sort of higher degree, whether it's in psychology or exercise science, whether it be a bachelor's or master's or PhD, you better have that education if you're my coach. But the reason why I got my master's is because I don't have a track record. So going into something, if, if I don't have, a, if you, if you're, if you're not getting a coach that has won a physique show before or won a powerlifting meet or has made it to college or professional sports, then don't go to them unless they have an education. And that's just because they don't, there's a lot of things that go behind training and doing it properly. Uh, there's, and, and the reason why the track record comes in play, if they don't have an education is because they were likely coached by someone that was very good or someone that knew what they're doing or had an idea of how to do things the proper way. So there's a lot of different things to look for in a coach, but I think having a track record in education is probably the first out the external thing that you can look at to see if you're even going to consider that. Um, communicating is huge. And honestly, just, I, I personally would like to talk to coaches before even signing up with them as well. Like, are, do you and the coach at first impression hit it off? Because if you guys don't, it just might be a rocky start and it might take longer for you guys to get comfortable with each other than it should. Uh, I think on behalf of me and Adam, if, or if you were to come up to me or Adam on the street and just start talking about exercise science, asking us questions, just, I feel very confident that we would very easily start up a conversation and, and we could go get lunch or dinner that, that same day and just keep talking. Like we're very easy outgoing individuals. Yeah. And then I think again, with a lot of that kind of, we've said it now, picking back on that is right. Are they giving you information on that phone call or are they trying to hide it? Because again, if they're hiding something, they again, probably don't know what they're talking about. And again, that goes to the track record. Like talk to their other clients, talk to other people that have worked with them before. And if they haven't liked them, ask them why, or if they have liked them, ask them why that's something with my initial phone call, somebody's still, you know, not so sure because of things that Chris and I probably deal with a lot is like, Hey, you guys are young. Yeah. You have your master's. Yes. You're in your PhD, but you know, you're young. I'm a 40 year old individual. How do you know what I'm doing? And at the end of the day, you know, physiology is physiology, but sometimes that's a, a huge barrier. And what I, I will tend to say, Hey man, you know, I'm fortunate to have, you know, 50 people that you can reach out to ask, you know, how our checking goes, ask them, you know, the adjustments that are how we make them ask them, you know, how I re- try to relay my message or get to the point of why we're doing certain things. And again, if a, a, a coach isn't doing that, again, there probably there's something shady going on. Um, and if, again, I think going through the process of, you know, trial and error um, and even, you know, have, I've had some people talk to the clients that, you know, just weren't working out for me. Um, and a lot of what they, the other, from what I've heard from the client that, you know, signed up and the client that left is, you know, Hey, I, I just wasn't at the right time. And, you know, always ask yourself as the client, is this a right time to, you know, get a coach? Am I able to, you know, put my ego aside and, you know, accept the fact that maybe, you know, a 26, 27 year old is going to be kind of coaching me through something that I've struggled with for quite some time. And I think 
again, it, at the end of the day, it's you almost have to check yourself as well. Yeah, like let, let's put it in this perspective. Uh, the age thing is something, unfortunately, Adam has had to deal with in the past, and I haven't. Uh, but it's a very real thing. Um, can you hear me, Adam? So my, I just had something come up on my screen. That's why I asked. Um, but the age thing is very true. Uh, and that's why we went and get our education. We went to do the things required for us to know this knowledge. But if, if you wanted to play a video game that only eight-year-olds were playing at the time, you would go to an eight-year-old to learn how to play that video game. Okay. I don't care what the age is. Like you're going to go to the person. If you need to know how to play bingo, you're going to go to someone that knows how to play bingo, whether they're 80 or 50 or 20. So it, it the age is irrelevant. I would look at more of their experience. There's a lot of things that go into it. When I look for a coach though, I personally want someone that has a track record and education, but that's only because I have an education now. Uh, if you don't have uh, much of an education yourself because that's not something you find value in. Totally understandable. I would highly recommend just going to someone who has done what you want to accomplish. Uh, it's as simple as that. I don't think that's, I think that's probably one of the best ways to go because you'll get people who are trying to build muscle, but they're an endurance runner. And all they have a track record on is endurance running. And for those individuals, I'm not saying you don't know how to build muscle. Uh, I'm just saying I would probably myself go to you for endurance running goals. Um, it, it's, it's focusing on what the coach is really good at because in this fitness industry, there's a lot of people focusing on a little, lot of different things. So find someone who is extremely open-minded, who's outgoing, who you click well with that's willing to be there for you and communicate with you and who's ultimately going to get you to your specific goal. Yeah. And I think, you know, the last thing I think we can talk about is, you know, pricing, because sometimes that's a, you know, a barrier in itself and understand that the price is there for a reason. And the price is usually an indicator of, you know, all of the variables that we spoke about, you know, experience, um, credentials, um, and just, you know, the overall product that you're going to be given and understand if you hire you know somebody that isn't i guess as as good as what they're doing yes you'll pay you know a little bit but in the long run you're spending a lot more money you know over time and you're probably going to do more harm than good so understand that price set point don't allow that to be a barrier because again you're investing in yourself, you're investing in your health, and more importantly, you're investing in the education so that you can do this autonomously by yourself. And with any specific skill or, or, or any aspect in life, it's not going to come quick. But again, that's why you want to hire a professional and expert in this field and not some amateur that is going to give everyone a same cookie cutter that's going to you know lack a lot of the variables that we spoke about earlier. And to wrap this up, that actually is a great way to go off on it. And this is something Adam and I are just randomly like just shooting the shit on. We're not, we didn't plan anything. We're just talking right now. But to summarize everything we just said, uh, to wrap it up with the price is perfect because the price is not something you should go into asking first. You should be going in asking if you even get along with this person, if you guys communicate well together, if you guys click, 
if the coach, if you feel confident that the coach will be able to get you to where you need to go, because then the price should come in. Because if all of those things prior to the price doesn't get hit, you, regardless of the price, you shouldn't pay for it. But then to touch on the price, basically what Adam said, you can spend uh, a whole lot of money working with a bunch of amateurs, and then you'll eventually need the professional, or you can just spend more money on the professional. And this is something that every now and then I'll get uh, a little pushback on with clients because they don't understand that a lot of personal trainers out there are just getting a $30 cert. And that's what they're, they're charging $20 per session. Uh, and my rates are on my website. You can go check them out, but it's going to be more expensive than Sally, Joe and Billy from planet fitness that doesn't have a certification. So yes, my price is a lot more, but I'm going to give you so much more. And that's why I say, regardless of the coach, if you check all those pre, those pre-check check boxes on what to look for in a good coach, I think that price, whatever it is, as long as it's not a car and a house, um, I think you should really invest in it because you're investing in yourself. And if you feel confident and you feel good with that individual, I think you guys would make a great team, whether it's that, whether that's Adam and I, um, I'm not offended or we're not offended. And if you need one of us to help you find a coach, because you just hate our voice because you listen to our podcast all the time, then we can help you find another coach. Cause there's tons of smart coaches out there. So Adam, go ahead. You want to wrap it up? Nope. So I mean, that was, I mean, Chris, Chris said it, Chris said it all. I mean, investing yourself, making sure you connect with them, making sure they're providing, you know, the education and the services that they are expected to something that I always say to my clients that are onboarding is you have this expectation. Now, my job now is to exceed that expectation and just blow your mind and let's keep rolling and let's make these gains. So hope all is well with everyone that is out there listening. We appreciate you. Make sure you guys leave us a five-star review comment, share, do all of that great stuff so we can blow the smoke all over. And again, look forward to our another guest podcast coming up next week. And if you have any other questions that might be directed towards us, shoot us a link um, or shoot us an email, shoot us a DM, whatever. And we can answer your questions on our weekly or bi-weekly, I should say, podcast form that we've been doing. So that was all the smoke on what to look for in a coach. This is Chris and Adam signing off. See ya.